co-host Lara. I'm co-host Seb. And this is The Hell Word. Episode 3, Longing. Longing for this fucking show to leave my life. It's actually, like, the extended version of the title is Longing to Know What the Fuck Shane Does for a Living. <laughs> yes, yes, let's get this out of the way right out of, right out of the bat. We do not find out. We this, this is not... Still don't know. This is not the holy grail of L Word episodes that we've been looking for. <laughs> We still don't know what Shane does. Well, we don't have to yell about it at the end. We know now. We'll do all you know now. Let's just get this out of the way right now. Like, Shane is barely the main character in her own plot line. Right! Like, there's a whole thing with her in this episode, and they fuck it up completely. Like, she's barely there. <laughs> she, she is immaterial to everything that's going on around her. All right, well, we should we should start with the cold open, because the cold open's weird as fuck. Yeah, we're we're doing now the thing in the cold open where it's, like, random thing that happened in the past that's kind of vaguely related to something that happens on later in the episode. Vaguely! Like, super vaguely! <laughs> super vaguely! So what happens, like, the cold open is, like, a 70s art studio whatever I, I wrote that i wrote it down it's 1983 19, okay there we go whatever and like the chick being photographed could not look more bored <laughs> yeah so it's like this this it's like this photo thing where like there this lady is photographing na- a single naked lady just like standing still not doing anything like she's literally just standing still not doing any poses or anything and they're just taking pictures of her in the dark naked and then eventually she like walks up to her and like starts licking her neck and just like that's making out and then a title splash. Like, like, okay. Going to town and this lady, she looks so bored the entire yeah. time. Completely uninterested in this uh, lesbian uh, thing that's about to start. not be more uninterested in being photographed. And also, like, the photographer lady, like, just going to town on her at the end of the scene. They do the, the, the porno thing where it's like, oh, I kissed her on the neck, then I kissed her on the chest, then I kissed her on the belly. Ooh, where am I going to kiss next? And then title splash. <laughs> we know where she's going. It's fine. And then it opens the actual episode, not the fucking cold open, but the actual episode after the shitty title splash opens on Alice and Gabby sleeping. Because we're still doing this bullshit again. Yeah, and Gabby gets all mad because Alice let her sleep in and it's a bunch of dumb bullshit. Like, it's, okay. it's all of that shit that you also see with, like, Bet and Tina, where one of them, or really both of them, are kind of, like, really passive-aggressive about it. But, the, like, the difference is that, like, for Gabby and Alice, they're trying to show you that Gabby's, like, the worst fucking spouse ever to for Alice. And then with Bet and Tina, you see the same shit, but it's supposed to be the ideal... Lesbian romance. Yeah, everyone's, like, idolizing them, and it's the same shit. Like, it's a terrible relationship, and no one can see that that is the case. And then it, it cuts immediately, because we're, we're not, we're, we're never going to be out of this editing hell. Still doing this. It cuts to Tim and Jenny sle- also sleeping, and then Jenny, like, wakes up before he does, and she's all, like, super, like, doing her weird guilty shit about what she's done to Tim, and, like, she starts kissing his arm, like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I have to leave. <laughs> And she just, like, walks out. It's so weird. <laughs> She's so guilty. And, like, this whole sh- fucking show is just, especially painted with these two scenes back-to-back, it's like a series of bad relationships. Yeah, Everyone and... is in a terrible relationship with each other. Speaking of which, though, because then it cuts to Marina at the planet, oh, and Jenny wants to talk to her. And it's like, well, here's another fuck-up in the, in the works. Here's fucking Jenny all cosplaying Jessica Jones at the planet. In her leather jacket and severe eyeshadow or eyeliner. We need to slow down the pace here now because, like, as soon as this happens, it cuts again to a painting of naked dominatrix men, like, fully naked, getting whipped with, like, the most flaccid penis I've ever seen drawn. She's like, she's like, uh, like fifty dudes, like, like I think like ten peop- ten dudes, like in dominatrix getting whipped. And it's and called it's like, like the f- like flagellation or so. Like, yeah, I don't... <sighs> this show and it's fucking art, man. And like the whole thing about it is that like Bet Bet wants to do like this big art exhibit about like super provocative art, but it's like, man, this is just weird to look at. It's not. There's nothing artistic about this. It's just dudes getting whipped. Like, what's I. <laughs> The show is at its most uninteresting to me, obviously, when it's really trying to be like, ooh, art, isn't art amazing? Look at this, it's intended to provoke. And like trying to do this bullshit rather than just being a goddamn lesbian soap opera. And Beth's trying to do this whole speech about how it's like this super huge important thing. And there's like, at the at the meeting table, there's like these old ladies that are part of the board. Remember? All old people. 
Yeah, and like the but like the, most of the old people just look confused, but the, the the ladies that are in this crew like all look super angry like at Bentley. They just hate the fuck out of her. Like, ugh, this fucking lesbian. <laughs> Ugh, you like, hired her. Like this is what you did. And they hired her to make their their thing stand out, and they're like angry at her for wanting to do a thing that will make it stand out. It's stupid. <laughs> and they're all like up about all like just fucking in love with impressions in winter or whatever. Yeah. Which I don't even know what that is because they don't show they it. So like, why does it even matter? Show it. Like we don't fucking know what impressions in winter is supposed to actually be, but. Pres- Presumably, like, at least it gives us a vague time frame that maybe uh, currently it is winter? Yeah, so they, they basically what they're saying is, like, well, Bet's not going to get her exhibit because they already booked the one that they always book. So, like, what was even the point of asking Bet to find an exhibit? Like, okay, whatever. Like, dumb plot line. Move on. We, we cut to the planet again with Marina and Jenny. And, like, they're about to talk, and then, oh, Alice shows up, because, like, okay, let's do five things at once. And, then, and oh, like, God. Shane is there. <laughs> yeah, and she border, she border, like, she, they show up, and Shane's like, sup, Jenny? Like, whoa! Like, like you know this, this is the first thing you've ever said to Jenny. <laughs> and, you're like, the, she said it in the most flirty manner ever. Like, dude, Shane, you've heard about the shit that's going on with Jenny Marina. You, you, should, you should just get the fuck out. Like, don't even... Try to interact with that shit. Like, okay. Get out. What I don't understand. All right. So, like, right after Jenny's like, I need to talk to you in private. And, like, her and Marina go back into the office, whatever. And, like, Shane and Alice sit down at Jenny's table. And, yeah. like, Alice is, like, asking Shane about something. And Shane's like, no, I can't tell you. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, remember, I don't understand that either. She's like, "Did you know?" And like, "Yeah, I've always known." And like, what? Well, what like, are you talking about? What are you like? Everyone knew Jenny and Marina yeah. were a thing. That can't possibly be what they're actually talking about. But yeah. it's so fucking random. Yeah, the way the way it's like the 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 way they emote that whole scene feels weird because it just feels completely totally dissonant with the rest of the stuff that with the Shane and, Je- and the Shane, uh, Jenny and Marina stuff. It's like. Uh, that doesn't make sense that you would ask that question. Everybody knows. We've yeah. all talked about it. Like, you, like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck she's referencing. And then they immediately launch into, like, Gabby shit. But before that, we, we, we actually go into the office yeah. with Jenny and Marina. And it's oh, the creepiest. Rita is the oh, my grossest God. person. The creepy, like, uh, Jenny's like, uh, I don't want to see you anymore. And being with Tim's the only time I feel safe. Like, and Marina's like, I'm engaged to him. Yeah, I'm engaged to him. And being with him is the only time I ever feel safe. And Marina's like, do you want to be safe? And just like, dude, what? Dude, I don't want to imagine my life without him. Is that really what you want to imagine? Like, whoa! Fucking... She's such a fucking gaslighting predator. It is unreal. And then, like, after Jenny's like, yeah, no, I want to be with him. And Marina's like, yeah, sure. I wish you well then. And she's got the biggest, like, nah, man, it's not going to happen. She's like, Smile as good luck. Up. Yeah, like, what is this? Like, God, she's so... How is anyone friends with her? Anyone and, in this cast? Because she's the grossest person. And, to, like, the cap off of that part of the scene is that she leans in to give Jenny a kiss on the cheek. Like, dude, what the... F- like, like uh, the worst person. Like she's so creepy. She's so she's, terrible. Like it is a terrible show of terrible people, and she is the worst. She's so manipulative. It's so crazy. It's so and now, terrible. Now it cuts to to Alice and Shane talking about Gabby, and Gab. Alice is like doing the dumb like. Hey Mickey, you're so fine, yes. but with the gassy shit, it's like, oh my god, kill me, please. You know each other. <laughs> we are all shamed, begging her to stop. <laughs> Seriously, it's the worst, the stupidest thing. And yeah, like, like, I, God bless Shay. Like, she's barely a character at this point, but she seems to be the one who has the most fucking sense. Yeah, and she's like, dude, you, you know, you, you, we never see this because this is like the, the pre-established story, but like apparently Gabby's like hurt Alice before so like, Shane's like, dude, why are you with her? She's like the worst. She's super like mean and she's super cold. Yeah. And as she said, as she says super cold, Alice is like, she's cold in the sheets, but she's hot in the sheets. <laughs> Fuck you, Alice! Oh, Alice, why do you hate yourself? so much to do this to yourself. You are funny. Stop trying to be the comedy character. Like, it's not working. Uh, like, you are a grown-ass woman. You need to be smarter than this. And then Shane drops the bomb that she's like, I totally saw Gabby making out with another lady. Yeah, and but I, one of the things Alice tries to say in Gabby's defense is She's writing her lesbian cop screenplay. She's a whole new Gabby. Like, what the f- Like, what was she doing before? Like, nothing at all? Like, oh my god. The dumbest shit I've ever- Oh my god. And then, okay, it cuts again after this. Of course. And, and it cuts into, like, the most random-ass B-roll footage that has nothing to do with either the scene before 
or the scene after because it cuts into like Dana visiting Laura Perkins at work. Right, and, yeah, all of a sudden we're at the country like, club. The B-roll footage is just like shots of palm trees and like people driving. Like it makes no sense. It's it's some random ass shit put in there by somebody who doesn't fucking know how to put together an episode. Because we're in Hollywood, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know, like... But, like, we're, we're in the country club, and Laura's in the kitchen cooking, doing her job, and Dana just walks into the kitchen while everybody's working. Like, what do you... <laughs> no not, one bats an eye. No one... That, that's, that's not how that shit works. You don't just walk into someone, to, like, in the, in the kitchen of a fucking professional restaurant. That doesn't work. <laughs> like, no one is like, excuse me, we're trying to cook here. And of course, because of this distraction, Laura immediately cuts herself. Of course she does. And it's, you know, the whole cutie cute cute scene where yeah. she's like, oh my god, I fucking murdered you and shit. And, and Laura Perkins has to reassure Dana that, no, no, I'm a chef. This is what happens. She's like, I'm literally covered in scars. And she shows her like five scars because she's a badass. Because mm-hmm. Laura's the only good character on the show and she's a side character. So it's like, she's okay. She's a side character and we love Laura. Like, she's the only good character and then the, like they do the awkward like ooh, do you want to go out but ooh, and it's like do you want to go out or where, where do you want to go out like oh this place oh what do you want to wear like, i want to take you to the super fancy restaurant no no don't do that but i want to like this is uh that so, scene like, that you've seen replicated in every romantic comedy ever written i guess like the, the 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 new thing here is that it's with two girls instead of like a guy and a girl i mean I guess. like it kind of works because like aaron daniels playing dana and oh i do not remember her name oh yeah uh laura perkins like they're at least charismatic actresses oh yeah it's, it's yeah. an adorable scene like, but it's a very stereotypical it's one cute. It's, like, it's been done a hundred times before but it's still like leagues better than everything else that happens in this episode. So then it cuts to Bet trying to like like find the person in charge of the provocative. Prov- oh, she had like I like in my notes I just Bet on phone works more is like basically what I wrote because that's how she does all of this shit throughout the episode. She's on the phone or she's talking to someone about like meeting someone and we never see her meet any of these people until like the very end of the episode and it's like the last person and she's like i gotta go to this meeting i gotta go to this meeting ah i missed this meeting i have to go to this other meeting i've rescheduled i have to go to this hotel and we're like you're only seeing her talk about these things like you never actually see her go to any of these meetings yeah the only like real development that happens in the scene is that she like secretly gets the the event the other like impressions in winter thing canceled so that she can get her provocations thing put in that that like that's barely a scene like that's like all on the phone like she's talking to a phone you don't actually see the person on on the other end of the phone so like okay i guess and then tina just walks in like okay whatever some shit is happening whatever tina's gonna go sit down does not do shit in this episode and like she's just barely there and like at at some point tina's like bet's like um i'm gonna go kiss this lady's ass to get her thing and tina's like oh she's lucky to get her ass kissed like okay lesbian jokes i don't know like these two have not had sex since that last episode basically (laughs) yeah right exactly Since since they're like passionate uh, frozen sperm and that, that, that no one speaks of <laughs> in this episode. Yep. Like you would never know that Tina might be pregnant. Yeah, and then it cuts to Tim at the planet where Kit is DJing. Yes, and Tim is having a bad night because his team caught food poisoning. He, so something. he leaves a message for Jenny, right? Like yeah. presumably on their phone answering machine that she was just listening to last episode. So she knows it exists. But it wasn't a, mes- a message from Marina, so obviously she, she does was- not give a shit, apparently. Yeah. And like here I thought that Marina was going to hustle Tim at pool. We find out later that she's going to let him hustle her, but that's not super important. But I was like, I, I figured they were going to do like a foreshadowing thing, like, I'm going to beat you with pool, and then I'm going to steal your girl. I figured that was going to be the angle they were going with. But what is important is that goddamn poster. Yeah, yeah I did not notice this. This is the thing that, like, we were talking about the episode earlier today, and you showed me the pictures of it. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. It is incredible. If you have watched, like, this is the first time that I've noticed this and however many times I've watched this fucking episode in this season and shit. But there's a poster on the wall in the background as Tim is walking up to this pool table that apparently always exists in the planet and yet I have never noticed it in a single daytime scene um, where it's like advertising the whole radar thing that I think came up in like the pilot episode that Marina invited Jenny to and it's like four different nights worth of acts and like the first one on there is hip hop karaoke with DJ Kit 
where you have to pay five bucks to apparently like that's the advanced cover charge to get in. Yeah. And then there's Skin Deep with DJ Tracy and DJ Lotta, which is advanced at fifteen dollars to attend. And I assume it's cut off, but I think it's hot hot Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> with Hot Hot Saturday. And then Dazzling Sunday is the last one. And, like, everyone except Kit. Like, Kit is the cheapest person on here because yeah. it's 5 bucks versus everyone else charging presumably $15. We don't I know think... because Saturday is sold out in advance at the time that they printed this poster. Yeah. The one at Sunday, you can barely see it. It looks like 15 I think it's 15 so yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, basically Kit's the, the ghetto one that you get Kit when, when it's not a special one. event. She also doesn't actually seem to be DJing karaoke at this night at the bar because right. she's just doing a DJ thing Yeah, no one's singing. It's like a dance club thing. It's not a karaoke. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, no one's really dancing, and then also, like, every other DJ on this poster... Like, every single person on this poster has, like, the most generic DJ names. Like, it's just their fucking names with DJ yeah. attached to the front. D- DJ Kimberly got two days in a row, though. She's got the big money. I don't know. I think you have to watch out for DJ Tracy, who also has two days. Shit. It's real, man. So then it cuts to Alice meeting Gabby at a nightclub. Oh, yeah. They're... Not at the planet. They're somewhere else. I assume, like, they don't show. I assume it's that milk place that they... Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. And then Gabby shows up with the lady that Shane told her that she was cheating on her with. Nadia, yes. Like, nobody makes a big deal of it. Alice is too beta, I guess, to, like, bring it up or something. Yeah, they're just like, hey, it's a night to hang out with friends. Oh, my God, did you see that girl? Oh, my God, I can't believe she would show her face here. Oh, my God. Like, that is the entirety of the scene, and Alice is just sitting there and taking it. But then they find some posters. Oh, yes, the Shane posters. The punk rock stalker, who's back again, has been p- putting posters of Shane all over the place. nonsense storyline. Yeah, like, oh, no, don't let her break your heart, you guys. Look at this picture. Don't let her. Don't let her do it. <laughs> and then, like, during this whole thing, like, the, the Alice starts to realize, like, oh, dude, Gabby's just playing me this again. Is, it's not gonna... This is some bullshit. Like, Alice, you, I mean, she's such a kind of stalker character, but, like, everyone deserves better than this. And, of course, because scenes in the show only last, like, a minute max, it yes. cuts back again to Tim getting hu- Tim hustling Marina, and he's so good at, at his pool game that, like, his phone rings. He's like, nah, I gotta make this no, shot. You can't. Did you hear the phone ring? Because I didn't fucking hear a phone ring. Marina's just like, hey, your phone's ringing. And I'm like, I don't hear any. Why is Marina? Like, what? Does Marina just have his phone and it's on vibrate? She's like, oh, hey, Jenny's phone. And Jenny calls him and, like, that bitch did not listen to that goddamn answering machine message that Tim clearly left her, like, at like at least a half hour ago, probably. And Marina tries to, like, make it super, like, she's trying to imply that she's, like, totally going to seduce Tim <laughs> as, as she, like, responds to her phone. Like, dude, fucking Marina, please just let's stop manipulating people. The it's so fucking gr- grossest person and then tina walks in and she walks she sees kid djing and she's holding a beer so it's like oh shit like oh shit and then tina fucking sits down and starts drinking wine like you just tried to impregnate yourself i'm sure like you seem to have just forgotten that the entire last episode happened but oh my god it's funny because like they're trying to make this scene about how hey Maybe this lady who's like an alcoholic shouldn't be drinking, but yo, the lady who just got tried to get pregnant is also drinking. The like, what? pregnant lady should not also be drinking, show. So then Jenny shows up, super mad that Tim didn't answer her calls for whatever reason. Oh yeah, and, then, and like, she sees like Marina groping Tim. Yeah, as they're like, she, she, he, like he won a pool game and she's like, oh, she like puts her hand on his shoulder and she sees him and she just fucking passes out. It's too much for her to see her boyfriend and her... the crazy stalker like talking to each other also i would like to ask like where the fuck is dana tonight like right, well, this whole time like all right alice is at milk because gabby's there i bet's working whatever and because she shows up later on and like the jenny and tim and marina whatever and like tina and kid are at the planet like shane you can assume is probably fucking a lady somewhere because that's yeah. what shane does like, where the fuck is Dana? Like, Tina's just sitting there at the planet all by her goddamn self drinking a glass of wine. Like, where is your friend who apparently is doing absolutely nothing tonight and can at least keep you a little 
little bit of company. I mean, Dana strikes me as the person who's awkward enough that they need to like take a day off to psych themselves up for a date. Like, it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if she was that kind of. Person. I would like to see that scene. I do. Yes, five hundred scene of like some vague tension between Kit and Beth. Cut out all the art shit from this episode and just show me Dana squirming oh, so for like. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch. That I want to sure. see Dana going through her closet trying to figure out what to wear for her date. Yeah. Yeah. And ending up on the most boring looking like, thing ever. All right, like embrace, just fucking embrace every single rom com trope or whatever, <laughs> because that is going to be a thousand times more interesting than all of the art bullshit that we see and hear about when we don't actually see throughout the entire episode. Man, we could have gotten a Dana fashion montage. We could have gotten a Dana fashion montage. Like I'm telling you. And like they could have done it. Now because it's two girls, you, you can do it twice. Like two montages cut together of Dana and Lara trying different clothes, yes. and like just like no, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. It's like for like fifty minutes, I would watch that more than I would watch the rest of the episode. Hundred times, and like you would see like Laura Perkins putting on her sundresses, her various sundresses or whatever, and like modeling herself in the mirror, and like whatever fucking random friend that she has giving her advice or something in the background. Like that would be so much more interesting yeah. than anything yeah. that happens in this episode. And then uh, Beth shows up to the to the. Play planet now and they're like oh what happened to jenny ah she's fucking passed out who cares and latina's That's... like merce unlike someone who was drinking hint 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 <laughs> not me i wasn't drinking don't don't and, let anyone find out like yeah tina's got a glass of water now by the time bet shows up <laughs> and like bet could barely give a shit about the fact that her sister is clearly violating her sobriety yeah, like correct me if i'm wrong don't they like not talk about it at all after this oh yeah like they never, like, they never confront kid about it in this episode Kit right it's not in this episode like kid like what the kid does what not the... have a spoken line besides when Jenny passes out. What is the point of that then? Like, why save that scene for another episode when you're about, when you're actually going to deal with it? What are you doing? Like, it's a like, I get the notion of because because this isn't like a serialized show and not an episodic show and like whatever and they're really trying to be like the whole ooh set up for future episodes and like Ben and Kitten whatever but like so it like Ben could not give less of a shit about yeah. her sister breaking her sobriety because she's like kind of glares at her for half a second when Tina tells her and then she turns it around on fucking Tina like why didn't you stop her Tina god like right yo I forgot about that <laughs> and then That's... she immediately starts talking about her work and then it's, as soon as I started, it cuts to, Je to Tim putting Jenny in bed. Oh, yeah. And she's like, she mad. And, and Jenny's like, how dare you be at the planet with Marina instead of with me how at home? How dare you want to fuck Marina like Jenny's projecting hardcore? Like putting her skin mask onto his fucking face. And like, Calm down, Jenny. I mean, like, this will last for at least another half episode, but, like, Tim is the best person on this show, because he's like, I didn't fucking do anything wrong. Like, he left her a goddamn message that was like, hey, I had yeah. a bad day, I'm at the planet. Yeah, no, Tim has done, like, we were talking about this earlier, like, Tim is really good until he's really not, but, like, when he's really good, like, he's the nicest dude ever, he does everything right, like, nothing is fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, he's considerate as fuck, he's a super nice boyfriend, like, he tries none of this to is on him. understand his aggressively pretentious girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that he's able to stand her when she's doing her dumb writing <laughs> shit is like that dude's a saint in my book. Like, we stand up throughout this entire lesbian show for the straight white dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's how fucked up. somehow that... the best person on the show besides Laura Perkins. But that, like, that's that's a fucking glaring example of how bad this show is. That the straight dude is the guy you root for in the fucking show about lesbians. <laughs> this is your representation, people. Like what? This is what happens when you let Eileen Chicken make shit. Like, stop. Please stop letting her be in charge of shit. <laughs> Please, I beg of you, Hollywood. Whoever keeps giving her show running capabilities, you need to stop. <sighs> so we, we cut to Bet and Tina at the planet now, and Bet's calling her assistant, who is my favorite character in the show, just in terms of how he looks. He's got, like, the crazy, oh, like... Oh, his sideburns! Tri his triangle sideburns, and his, like... Like, uh, like, uh, guy liner on his eyes and, like, just the fucking, like, spiky hair, like, faux hawk. Like, the most, like, two, the most metrosexual 2000, like, early 2000s guy in the world, and he's the best. And he's great. He's, like, the most put-upon person. I mean, we're like, I'm so tired of all of this bullshit that goes on around me. Like, I want to see a show where he is the main character. Because, like, every time Beth does something bad at work, he's the guy who's got to deal with it, because she's never he's fucking like, there. Cause... Yep, Franklin's on another warpath again because you did some shit. 
And it's like, well, deal with it because I'm not going to be in the office because I never am because nobody works in this show. <laughs> and kids. like no one works in this show. And then like Lacey shows up with her goddamn posters and shit. Right. No, but before that, before that, Shane shows up and she's like in the she's like wearing a hoodie and glasses like the Unabomber. She's like hiding. And I was like, dude, Shane, what's wrong? And it's like, oh fuck, because Lacey shit's going on. Uh, speaking of like the hoodie and shit, like I will give the show props for one thing besides like the vague chemistry, like the actual acting chemistry of Dana and Laura Perkins, is that like earlier see I think it was earlier scenes where Jenny's just hanging out around the house and she's just wearing terrible cargo pants and a hoodie. Like yeah. at least these people are wearing some fucking shit that real people would wear in real life. Rather than the nonsense that everyone else like the fucking tunics that Tina wears everywhere and the whatever the fuck Alice wears all the time. Like yeah. yeah, it feels real to see pe- like people just in a fucking hoodie pulled up because they're like, I can't be bothered. Yeah, no, like pe- she dresses like she's she's like the most normal person of them all, and then she's like super desirable for some reason. It's super weird. Like whenever I watch that show, it's, like she's so average. Like everybody chill out about Shane. Like, <laughs> Everyone fucking wants to. She gets laid like four times a day, basically. I know, right? And then like they're making fun of her because she's got her stalker stuff going on. Like they're making fun of her, not like telling her like, oh yo, she, you should call the cops or like get a restraining order. No. Like they're like, haha, you fucked up because you fucking took like, lady and she's wah, crazy. Wah, you fucked the wrong lady. And then Dana's ta- Dana's there and she's like asking for advice about her date. Oh and yeah, she's like, I'm gonna wear. Th-. This is when everyone is apparently just aggressively opposed to sundresses. Yeah, because which is a fu- <laughs> it's a funny joke because later in the episode something will happen, but we'll get to that. But like, like yeah. Don't you fucking dare wear a sundress. You don't want to tell her that you're trying to. Like, just fucking let Dana go on her goddamn date yeah, and dress however she, she wants. Exactly. Yes. Like, let her wear something she thinks is pretty. Like, she doesn't have to be. Like... Why are you all just the worst people? And then, of course, they turn this they, this joking about Dana and Shane turns it to like, yo, but seriously, Alice, you should totally dump Gabby. Yes. And they, like, give her the speech that has been quoted a million times about, like, between Tina and Bet, like, what they should say. What yeah. Alice should say to Gabby and break break up with her because Gabby's just the worst, and no one seems to fucking realize that Ben is the actual worst. Yep, and then the the quote unquote step off bitch uh, speech, as as I call yes. it, because that's what they always say at the end. Yes. But like, it's basically the only good advice that's been said in the show so far. <laughs> it's like, yo, just like tell Gabby you're not her fucking pawn, and you'll do whatever the fuck you want. And tell her to step off. If so, okay, only yeah, it's good advice. Everyone would take this advice in the show. Exactly. And then this is where you find out uh, what her assistant looks like, and it's like the, the, uh, she she tells her assistant James to call her boss a fascist. Like what? She's like, you want James? You tell him just fuck him and like eat a bag. It's like this is the shit that she's basically telling her assistant to tell their boss like on the fucking phone, and she's like, you tell him to eat a goddamn bag of dicks, and he's like, I'll just tell him that you have a dentist appointment. Yeah, like, dude, I feel so bad for James. That dude must, like, dodge bullets daily for how fucking um, bad that is. The regular. And then, like, she gets in the car, and she's like, peace out, I'm driving to Santa Barbara. Bye, Tina. And Tina's yeah, like, go... I guess I'll walk home? Yeah, Beth's like, I'm gonna go meet Peggy Peabody, who owns the exhibit. I gotta go fucking do that shit. And then Alice says something about, like, oh, that's good, she's gonna do a thing. I, my, my magazine wants me to do a story on the 45-minute orgasm. And then she's like, well, by definition, they're short and intense, right? For me, they are. Like, who cares? Oh, who cares? No one cares, Alice. <laughs> and then, so, so Beth goes on her mission to Santa Barbara now. And, this is and then Shane confronts Lacey. Yeah, who's handing out flyers just willy-nilly. Just outside, like, of grocery slash All right. florist yeah. slash and, Mediterranean <laughs> restaurant or some shit. Lacey, at some point, there's, like, an old lady and her daughter walk by. And she's like, ma'am, how you doing? Keep an eye on your daughter. You never know. And she gives <laughs> like, her... <laughs> Like, holy shit, girl, calm down. And so, like, Shane approaches her, and she's like, all right, we need to talk. Like, Shane is way too nice to her for, like, all of the shit that she's pulled. But yeah, then... she, tries to, she tries to give her the speech about, like, yo, it's okay for me to be promiscuous. I haven't done anything wrong. Like, we weren't un- committed or anything. We're so, not like, why are you in fr- a relationship. Why are you freaking out about this? And, like, 
Lacey launches into well but first before she launches into the thing they are positioned next to a billboard and on the billboard is a collection of various postings and the one that stood out to me and I took a screenshot of it is some theater that's putting on a production of a show called The Cat Who Ate Her Husband. Which I'm going to open that thing so I can see if I, there's anything else that stands I out I would rather watch that than this episode. <laughs> Nothing else really stood out to me. Like, it, like yellow on Thursday. <laughs> yellow on Thursday. I don't know what, what that is. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. It's, it's but, like a bunch of random shit. But then, like, Lacey launches into this speech. This speech that if you were just coming into the show, really, and you, like, if Shane had not had all of these scenes where she's clearly the friend of all of these other main characters, you would fucking think that Lacey was the main character of this storyline because she launches into this speech about how everyone leaves her and like her dad died and then her mom left or something. And then her her, her <laughs> sister her sister moved to West Covina. That's the biggest depressing thing. Oh uh, like I can't like my sister and she's like, Oh my god, what happened to your sister? She moved to West Covina and and she's just like, Oh my god like <laughs> like that's like four hours away from la chill out like Lacey. settle the fuck down she's just like everyone leaves me and she's like they're there they're there like she's way too nice and but i mean like this storyline is about Lacey. it's not about shane like we don't fucking learn anything about shane anything more than we already kind of knew which yeah, but she no. fucks a lot of women this yeah. like this is entirely about Lacey, and it's weird that shane is like the guest star of her own storyline and L- Lacey drops like a really creepy line at one point where she's like I don't want a relationship with you. I just want to be with you all the time. Oh, it's like, oh, like, oh, I always do this. Oh. And then Shane fucks her anyway. Yeah, they just start making out, and then it cuts. Like, what? What is it? And then, okay, <laughs> and then it cuts to Bet in her car on her way to go woo yeah. Peggy Peabody, and then it cuts immediately. Here's Bet driving. Okay. Oh, I hate this show. I hate. <laughs> I hate this show. And then she's uh, Dana's uh, on her way to Lara. And we to cut meet, back uh, to the romantic comedy of the episode. Yes, the good the good part of the episode. This, to be clear, this is the part that I like of the episode. Yes. It's it's Dana arriving in her pants and heels and flowy blouse to pick yeah. up Laura Perkins for their date. And Something like Dana Scully with her pants suit. Yes. Like. And like Laura Perkins answers the door and comes downstairs and she's wearing a dress and they they do the whole like, oh, I overdressed. Oh, I underdressed. Ah. And, of, and of course, like Laura's wearing a sundress, which is like they, they told Dana not to do it. It's like, ah, funny joke. And uh, like what kills me is like Laura Perkins is like, oh, I overdressed. And I'm like... Dana's wearing nice pants and heels. Like, yeah, she's like no one is like... overdressed in this scenario. Yeah, Dana's in a fucking suit, yo. Like, <laughs> she's looking fly as fuck. You, you both look fly as fuck. Don't worry you about it. You both look fine and the equal amount. Like, it's not like Laura Perkins, like, sashayed downstairs wearing a ball gown, which is how the scene treats it. This, this part annoyed me, though, because, like, they keep, like, Oh, I'm such a geek. Oh, no, I'm the geek. Well, but, like, if I were this thing, I'd be such a geek. Like, stop saying geek, please. Stop, stop, stop. And then, like, La- Laura kisses Dana so that they could fucking finally stop Thanks saying geek. Move on from this. And then, okay, this is some fucking long-ass bet shit you guys get Oh, ready God, to. there's so much bet shit. Okay. Uh, it cuts to Bet showing up at the hotel where Peabody's staying. And the, the Mater D is like, uh, you need a code to see Peggy Peabody. She's like, what? Like, you need a code? Yes. And Bet's like, uh, Shazam? It's like, hmm, I'm gonna leave you a pen so you can leave her a message. And then, like, none of that matters because Peggy Body just Pe- Peggy Peabody just walks in and, and it's like, oh, sh-. guest star Holland Taylor, who is delightful usually. Yeah, no, she she puts in a good performance. Yes. It's just weird. She's it's like a- the most energetic person in this entire episode. Yeah, and she's the stereotypical like rich rich woman with like. Two Pomeranians and like just walking. Like thirty thousand servants when she's staying yeah. in a hotel, and she's like, like that's and, like, what it feels like. Bet Bet chases her to ask her like to use her exhibit, but like Peggy doesn't ask her name, so like she thinks she's someone else, and they drag this gag on for so long and before they. She's like, and Peggy Peter is like, oh, you're the lesbian museum director. Like, there's only one of her in the entire country. And then yeah, so they they like they walk like. Through the elevator, up through the the hall, Car- into her carrying room. Carrying Pomeranians. Talking about a bunch of dumb shit that doesn't matter. And then, like, at some point, she listens to her messages and, like, oh, it's a different lady that, that called me. 
you're not her. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? And then that's when they like. And there and there's like this stupid shit about a drink that oh, like right. she re like Peggy Peabody really talks up and she's like Jose just made this for me and it's the most amazing thing and it's called roadkill and it has the most salutary effect and remember my and it's fucking mango juice and vodka <laughs> like settle the goddamn hell down lady. You spiked oh. a morning beverage. Also, when when Peggy Peabody call, uh, uh, realizes that Bette is the lesbian newsroom director, she's like, I was a lesbian in 1974. <laughs> and that's like, oh, just 1974? Yeah, that was all I needed. Oh, oh, we used to call, we call those people hasbians. <laughs> that makes Peggy laugh, and that's why she left and, that stick Yes, and then they hang out and talk about fucking art for like a century and a goddamn day and drop a thousand names that most people watching this show at the time probably could not give less of a shit about. And then it cuts to Alice, who's home alone. Oh, yes. Looking all sad. And then Gabby shows up with a bouquet of flowers. And Alice is like, nah, Gabby, this shit is fucking She's done, yo. like, nah, yo. He, like, she recites the entire speech that Ben Tina gave her, word for word. Like, God bless her. I could fucking remember three words out of that speech. All I, the three words, by the way, are step off bitch. Step off Those bitch. are the three words. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. I would just be like, oh, uh, step yeah, off bitch. Gabby does the whole like, oh, I, I, I promise I'm, I'll change and we're so good together. You don't know what you're missing. You're just going to screw and up this whole she thing. she immediately turns around and she's like, fine, no one's going to date you anyway because everyone knows how desperate you are. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like this, this like... Suppo what's supposed to be like a super sad moment, but like it's set to like this weird techno beat, it's and like set to like the opening credits right? music, and it's like Alice just sitting down looking at the chart and like adding Gabby to the lady who Gabby cheated on but, her with on the chart. But she doesn't add her. She doesn't add her because they like if you watch the scene and like she pulls up the chart and like Gabby's already linked to Alice. She's already linked to that Nadia chick. And, oh, like, shit. Alice just, like, clicks on Gabby's name and then starts drawing some random fucking line to who knows where. Because the thing oh, cuts away before it shows you, like, who the fuck Alice is connecting this random last line to. So there was a mystery cheater? There was, I don't know. She was Holy just like, shit. I'm going to get back at you by connecting you to some rando on my chart or something because it's never, <laughs> ever mentioned again. <laughs> Oh God, this is going to be one of the things where I, you need to look at the breakdown. Just by the way, because it cuts it cuts to Tina who goes to visit Jenny to talk about all this whole Marina thing. Oh yeah, and Tina's trying to have a part in this episode. God yeah. bless her. Jenny is wearing what I could only describe as giant future alien bug eye glasses, like the biggest, dumbest. Like holy shit, what are you wearing? <laughs> Jenny wearing her Jenny goddamn outfit. Like it's uh, she's oh she's got like coveralls and like. The big glasses. It's like, what are you wearing? What is what is this? Why? This is what right, serious writers wear when they are creating art. Thank you. And then Tina's like, well, uh, Jenny, if you want to talk to somebody about this whole Marina shit, you can tell me. And she's like, I, and Jenny's like, who the fuck did, oh, did Marina tell you? And Tina's like, Marina didn't tell me. And as far as I'm aware, she didn't tell anyone, but like, uh, like anything specific. And she might have just said that she was attracted to you and 300 people in this community interpreted as that as she fucked you and blah, blah, blah. And, and Jenny's like, ah, like, just so pissed off. Like, also, never mind the fact that there's, like, several scenes where, like, in the last couple of episodes where, like, people have noticed when Jenny Marina are around, they're like, oh, shit, this is, there's some chemistry here, we need to get the fuck out. Like, even Alice in the first episode like, was like, oh, no. before they even did anything, they were like, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. yeah, everybody knows, dude, like, there's no rumor going on, like, it's just obvious. Yes, like, I, like this is apparently what happens in West Hollywood. Yeah, but Jenny's like, she, she insists it's a rumor, and now she's super mad because she's, convinced that Marina started some shit. Like, Marina's just fucking with her life, and she's flirting with him, and I just, god damn, fuck Marina, fuck Marina, and, like, she's so pissed off about it. And, yeah. And then it cuts again to more bet dumb yeah. art. Art, 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 yeah. snore is what I and wrote in my notes. They're, they're talking about some photographer, and then, like, and then it starts to dawn on you as a viewer that they're talking about that photographer from the, from the cold open. Yes. Oh, like, oh, that's how it links together. Oh, god, so deep. 
and then it, like it cuts to like she's like oh I want to show you something because we've had this nice little drunk talk and she shows her the last picture they ever took and it's just like it's a naked lady standing it's there just like, and Beth just starts weeping like weeping. just like like it's the most like she just saw Jesus like like oh my god like it's the most it, amazing thing I've ever seen in my life it literally is like she just beheld the holy grail yeah like like God came to her and said everything was gonna be okay and it's like oh. Like, calm down, Bet. It's just like, a naked lady. Settle down. And like this, this I don't think this ever gets stated, or maybe in like an episode, an episode later or something. I always figured watching that episode that Peggy Peabody was the lady being photographed because she's got like a similar face structure when she's that younger. That she was talking about, like, oh, I was a lesbian once, and it kind of yeah. leads you to believe that somehow yeah. she might have been involved in this, but it's never, I don't think, clear. Yeah, that's that, the assumption I made there, because, like, why would she keep that picture specifically? And, like, it looks just like her. Like, she, the facial like, structure is... pursued that photograph print to, like, to buy it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts to uh, Shane just hanging out in her underwear looking at <laughs> the street for some reason. Shane has just finished fucking Lacey and put her clothes back on, and Lacey is lying in bed. And the music, I think I said this to you, is incredibly on the nose. Like... They yeah. did not pretend to be, like, metaphor. Like, this isn't subtext, this is main text. Because here <laughs> are the lyrics, because I watched this fucking episode with closed captioning on. Here are the lyrics to the song that is literally playing during the scene as Shane sits at the window and then turns to Lacey and then says, bye! And then Lacey's like, <laughs> okay, bye! And then apparently everything's fine. Here are the lyrics. You know I have to walk away. You know I will never stay. I'm not like you. I'll never be like you. I'm not like you. I'll never be like you. And then when Shane starts to leave and, like, puts her fucking clothes on, the lyrics are, time, time to walk away, time to walk <laughs> away, walk away. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Why? Oh. <laughs> like, it's literally just someone fucking narrating the scene directions. Also, like, isn't this the last time we see Lacey? Yes. So literally the whole thing, she, they fuck, and it's like, you realize this time you can't fuck me. And it's like, okay. okay. And that's how it's like, oh my god. This we have solved our problems now. <laughs> and then, it, god, I don't even want to And, and going, while but, the oh. song is lingering, it cuts to Jenny, like, Rah! like throwing her clothes on and leaving the house and shit and walking. But then it cuts back to Peggy doing some stuff. Like, whatever. They're still fucking talking about that photograph. Yeah. Pe Peggy's, like, jealous that Bet was able to cry by looking at a picture of a naked lady. And they talk like, about, like, the Stendhal syndrome and, like, uh, like please. art bullshit that no one cares about. No more art talk ever, please. Ever. Like, Bet. Here's the thing that, like, really stands out to me, especially when you compare, like, these all of these scenes with Bet and Peggy, and they're really connecting on, like, the art and, like, all this fucking bullshit. And, like, there's no way that Bet has these kinds of conversations with her wife. With yeah. Tina, who she's been with for, like, what, seven or eight years or something? Like, there's... Uh, <sighs> on a fundamental level, Bet and Tina have... Nothing in goddamn common. Yeah, it's uh, I guess this is supposed to be like the foreshadowing for that. I don't know if it is or not, but I mean, like, if you consider like what happens later, I don't know that it's intended to be foreshadowing. But like, it really paints into a stark contrast that Bet can't possibly be getting anything out of her relationship. Yeah, I don't know what that like. I really like. You need to get a scene where they're talking about that stuff because otherwise, it's like okay, she's just there. She just lives with her. <laughs> like, There's not actually. Any... Do anything in this goddamn episode except like kind of vaguely be there to notice kid drinking and then go talk to yeah. Jenny. As, as as it stands, they're roommates who share cum. That's basically that's, that is that's the only... that is basically. And then like occasionally they fight over whether or not something is funny. And like all this dumb art shit, by the way, leads to nothing because Peggy says he doesn't want to give her the. She's thing like, the you know, I'm not going to give you the exhibit, and I was like, wah wah. Like, what was the point of that? Oh, kill me. And then, then Jenny just breaks into the planet. This is what, this is where we cut. Like, yes. Jenny just walks, the planet is closed, everything is closed, there's not, everything is, Apparently like, tonight are off. is not a radar night. Yeah, the, the one night of the week, <laughs> must be Sunday or something, I don't know. 
And then, like, Jenny just fucking walks in while it's fully dark. All the lights are closed. All the every, windows are closed. Like the, the drapes the are on. The door is unlocked. Because Marina knew. Because Marina knew. She would. She fucking... Yeah. <laughs> of course. Goddamn creepy like that. And, like, Jenny just, like, looking around for Marina. She storms in the goddamn office. And Marina's there, like, calculating her books and, like, wrapping up for the night. And Jenny's like, God, I just, I fucking love Tim so much, but I can't stop thinking about you. Like, oh my God. And then, yeah. like, she fucking Look, whips off her sweat shirt. Yeah. Literally, the words she says before she took, she takes off her shirt is, I don't want to hurt Tim, and then immediately takes off her shirt and just starts fucking going and, to town. And, like, she takes off her shirt and she's, and, like, puts her hands on her, head, her hips, like, there you go. Like, she could not possibly look like she has the remotest of regrets about disrobing for Marina. In- right, there's, like, there's not a hint of guilt in that sex scene. At it's so weird. All. Like, Mar- and, and Marina's like, oh, sweet, let's do it. And then just immediately starts going to town. Yeah, and then that's how the episode ends. Uh, sh- short discussion this week because the episode really does not have much content. Like, it's just so boring. It, uh, like, like, I've made notes about it, and I made a bunch of notes about it, but it's just kind of like the episode go anywhere. Like, there's the, the A plot is probably Beth trying to do her art thing, and if oh, God, don't please no. care about the art shit, then it's the most boring. Aside from the fact that Holland Taylor is an actual, like, interesting actress and kind of fun to watch, like, it's the most boring bullshit known to man. And then you have Alice Dumping Gabby, okay, and then her weird little thing at the chart, okay, and then Shane playing a bit character in Lacey's plotline, and Dana has two scenes. Or three max. <laughs> why do why do we not see the date with Dana and Lara? I that would be a cool scene. I like, what the hell? I would love to just have a fucking episode that is Dana rom-com nonsense. Because it's going to be more entertaining than anything else that happens in this episode. Like, it makes no sense that they would set up that date and then just not show it. They're... Unless it's, like, the next episode starts with the date or something. But like, even then, that wouldn't make that much sense. Just like, like, I just, <sighs> Dana is... Uh, by far the most interesting, like, not even interesting, she's just the most vaguely entertaining to watch character on the show. And so, at the end of this episode, two people have been cheated on. Yes! Cheater meter finally goes up. Yeah, so we are now at three. Once with uh, Gabby and Alice. Like, Gabby. Yeah, I mean, like... Gabby cheating on Alice with multiple people, apparently, I, with this mystery cheater from earlier. Or I, I think it's either, it's either that or, like... Because Alice doesn't mention anyone else. It was only Nadia, and Gabby is already connected to Nadia on the chart. And so, like, the only thing I think of, because Alice doesn't mention anyone else, that she was just kind of, like vindictively charting Gabby to some rando? I don't know. Like, that is, like... On her local hard drive. Like, that file's on her fucking laptop. Yeah, and, 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 like, if that thing's online or whatever, like, I imagine, like, even if, like, Gabby saw, oh, what, uh, that's not real, she just takes it off. Like, it's not something, like, unless Alice has complete control over the chart. Yeah, like, the chart is absolute nonsense at this point. And I would also like to bring up something that happened in the last episode where Alice is like, man, I put it online and all of a sudden people started connecting themselves to it and shit. That's not how the fucking internet works. Like, you don't just put something online and suddenly your entire neighborhood community knows that it exists. Yeah, and like, the way that it works too, like, it seems almost like cloud-based, but like, the cloud was not a thing in 2002. Yeah. It's it's like Alice somehow invented a social media website in a half a day. <laughs> and this was like before Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. It's like, what do you? What? How is this? Even? Like, this is not actually possible. And whoever, and I mean, this will come up when we really get into like season three or four or something. Like, the people who write this show are phenomenally bad at writing technology in this show. Oh boy. <laughs> you I cannot, I, are in for a treat. I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, so the the second cheating in this episode, of course, is Marina and Jenny. No, nobody's surprised by that, I imagine. Yes, they're, they're at it again. Jenny could only resist for a day. At some point, we're going to probably reach a point where, like, Jenny's cheating on Marina with Tim. Like, that's how fucking I mean, weird yeah, this show Yeah, like, I don't fucking, like, who's cheating on who at this point? And also, like, how much fucking time has passed? I, right, like, yeah. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know if it's just like a few days since the last episode or like a week or whatever. The show is like astoundingly bad at establishing and adhering to things happening in like a timeline. Yeah, like the time the timeline of this thing is fucked up cuz like every scene feels like it's taking place on a different timeline. Like it all ends at night, but like it feels like one one scene took place over the course of a week and the other is just one night and then the other's like two weeks. Yeah. Like what's happening? Yeah, and like Tina and Bet were just trying to get pregnant in the last episode and no one mentions like this episode was written in such a vacuum that they don't even bother to address the Tina and Bet trying to get pregnant storyline. Like no, like out like when they're sitting at the fucking planet in that one scene and they're like ragging on Dana about her sundress or whatever. Like why don't you write two lines into that scene like hey have you checked to see if you're pregnant yet and Tina would be like no it's too early it's only been a week something. Something yeah. to reference the fact that you remember your characters were trying to get pregnant in the last episode. We're not asking for, like, amazing continuity. Just a little just continuity. A just, just a little, little bit. bit. Because, like, every fucking episode so far in the show feels like someone sat down and wrote a first draft with some vague notes of what had happened in the previous episode. And then they were like, first draft, done. All right, let's start filming. Like. Do you think do you think it's the uh, the there's like 16 episodes, right? Uh in the first season? Yeah. It's like yeah. 13. Okay, 13 well do you think do you think 13 people sat down, wrote 13 different episodes and then they all showed each other their episodes like okay, this, now we have to connect it all together. Do you think that's what happened? Cuz man. I don't know, but like the fact that it feels like such a first draft that they keep filming, especially when we talk about the fact that we still don't fucking know what Shane does. Oh, like it legitimately feels like like when you're writing something and you sit down and you're like you like I, like we talked about this before and it's yeah. it, it's like when you're writing something you think you have all this character information in your head already, and you're like, yes, Shane does this, Alice does this, Dana does this, blah, 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 blah. But, and it's in your head so much, and you know it so much that you don't think to write it into the actual episode or story or whatever that you're writing. And it's, like, shit that's supposed to be caught in, like, editing by someone who does not know the characters as well as you know them, and they sit down and read it, and they're like, what the fuck does Shane do? Oh, I forgot to mention the chains. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we, let's not spoil it. We yeah. gotta wait until we have the show to wait says, until the show actually fucking tells yeah. us. We, we both know, but the show has not told us yet. So as as fake blind viewers, you have to. <laughs> but yeah, like it just feels like the bare minimum is put into these episodes before they actually sit down to start filming them. Pretty much, that's like uh, just. And I remember that like it gets worse too, like. Uh, season two is really a huge drag compared to season, season two. Season two is just but, boring. Yeah, and this like boring compared to this. But this was a fucking boring it's episode. So sad. Outside of like one thing from season two that I cannot wait to get to. Yeah, it it it's like almost kind of feeling like they kind of vaguely stretched out season long storylines, and they're like, well, we got to stretch this out for thirteen episodes, so let's do it. Episodes that should the things that should take one episode take thirteen. It's like please, yeah, kill, like kill the, the whole nothing that happened between Jenny <clears throat> and Marina in the second episode, where it was just like Jenny is mad that Marina exists. Like that's the entire that's the entire episode. So so that's basically our episode for now. Yep, that's that was longing, and it's exactly as dumb as we make it sound. I really hope the next one has some memorable moments because this one I, was so. I, I think it does. So if uh, you want to reach us at whatever uh, yes. you prefer, uh, we're on Twitter and Tumblr, and we have an email, so you can list those off. We have an email at – our email is hellwordpodcast at gmail.com. Our Tumblr is – The Hellword. The Hellword, and our Twitter is The Hellword, and you can reach us individually. Yeah, I'm Zagitz on Tumblr and Twitter, Z-A-G-G-I-T-Z. And I'm Half Bag of Fritos. So that's going to cut it for us today. We will see you when we see you. Yeah, there might be a little break till the next one because I'm moving and I got a lot of stuff to take care of. Some so. real life bullshit, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> More interesting than whatever the fuck happened in that episode we just watched. <laughs> fuck. But we will catch you next time with the next episode of The L Word. <laughs>